0: Waking skies at sunrise, every sunset, too.
1: So, is this why Tino's taking a break?
0: Welcome, everyone, to episode 39 of 99100, the podcast counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999. It's me, your fucking consiglieri oh, Sparky Shelton, eh?
1: Yeah, and it's uh, me, uh, Jordan Jordan Smallhands, they call me, yeah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm Ryan. And boy, howdy, are we glad to have good old Jordan, Jordan Smallhands on the <laughs> podcast, um, how's it going, Jordan? How you doing, bud?
1: Uh, it's going good. It's going good. Um, not doing too much. Uh, how are you guys? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever.
2: Um, well, I'm still selling drugs, and I'm still buying them, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm taking them for free. So it sounds like I'm winning. Yeah, Ryan's always winning. That's sort of the whole thing. Where you uh,
0: Where you living, bud? Where you Where you Where
1: you at? Uh, still so good old San
2: Diego. Hell yeah. yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah, did That's you not hang out in the seven weeks that Sparky was in San Diego?
1: No, I didn't. I tell you, I like. I was like, "Yo, man, we should hang out." He's on the Discord. I'm like, "Yo, man, we should hang out." He goes, "Ah, I think I'm just gonna see Anna." I didn't in actually front of, see. In front did of I really the say Discord that? Buddies, and, oh my yes, god! I'm
0: so sorry. All the Discord buddies, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was like, "Fucking, I, I, tasks."
0: <laughs> I didn't. I actually didn't see. Anybody while I was back, um, and I probably wouldn't have seen Anna even if she was there, but she wasn't. So I, I'm right, sorry well, I, I caused I feel, you. I feel better. I'm sorry that I caused you offense in the Discord buddies. Um, I know how much they mean to you. I know how much they're probably going to listen to this podcast since you're going to pimp it out to them, um, and you know try to get us on on a better feet on on better feet.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but Sparky hates them, so it's
0: that's not yeah, it's true. So that's fundamentally not true. Yeah, Sparky, just why did I absolutely? <laughs> when did when did when did I say that? Where's your proof for that, Ryan? Who do you not?
1: You don't like Abe? Everyone loves Abe. Oh, I love Maddie? Abe. Yeah, Abe's the best. I know you love
0: Maddie. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, would Pedro's Mary on site? Yeah, they're a Mary, great. Yeah, they're a great. Uh, they're a great group of uh, group of folks. Um, I'm the one speaking. I hate
1: the most in that group.
0: Um, I don't think that's true and I think that the real indication of where this sort of podcast uh uh stands is um Ryan has not participated in in the discord um and I well, do
2: yes. Th- in the chat at least.
0: But n- never.
2: So you get you Sparky you get on voice? Oh yeah. Or you get on voice? Oh wow. I
0: get on voice. Yeah.
2: He's been on voice. He's been on voice. I've been on voice, yeah. I, don't I was- know. <laughs> I was a little it's, lonely. It's an intimidating squad, I'm gonna be honest.
0: Very funny people. A lot of very funny people. Yeah. Um
2: and I get all of the notifications though. Yeah.
0: It's difficult, you know, when you're not used to talking to funny people on a on a weekly basis, it's intimidating. <laughs> I'm the
2: funniest Boom! guy I know. Whoa! I'm the funniest guy I know. Get out of here.
0: Um sorry, Ryan. I didn't mean to roast you like that. It's just, you know. I spent um, I spent six six years on oh fuck Wild and Out. I was on Wild and Out, and you know when you're on that show, you got to survive. So you just you just you brutalize your friends. And that's really the way you got to get through it. Um,
2: you were replaced by Nick Cannon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I was the I was the 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 creator and first host for six years of Wild and Out. Um, before they surreptitiously gave it to Nick Cannon because he asked.
2: Um, I, okay, got it. And boy, it. <laughs> if I see
0: him again, oh, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind more like Nick Bannon, like Steve Bannon, the Nazi. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, he did say Eric some anti-Semitic
2: shit, so I guess they're on the same page.
0: Did Nick Cannon say anti-Semitic stuff?
2: Uh, probably. I mean <laughs>
0: I just leveling (laughs) accusations. Yes, yeah, sure. Do you know anything about Tom Hanks?
1: Is Tom Hanks spit up a midget?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that that's um, politically appropriate, but um, you know that laugh was for something else. Speaking of um, inappropriate uses of the word midget, our movie this week was the 1999 classic gangster rom-com question mark uh uh hugh grant feature um mickey blue eyes um and boy this was this was a movie jordan i want to give you first stab at at some first impressions what were your what were you thinking uh you didn't know what you were getting yourself into um do you want to do you want to start us off
1: Yeah, I I did not know what I was getting myself into. I read the synopsis. Well, uh, that's cheating. Oh, well, you forgot it, so that's fine. Yeah, Uh, And then I watched the entire thing. Um, And I honestly, (laughs) I thought it was interesting to do like a rom-com take on a gangster film. But I think about 10 times throughout the film, I was like, that guy was in The Sopranos. That guy was in Godfather. Yeah, there really is not. There's not a wide selection of Italian actors that can play <laughs> mob bosses,
0: which is weird because you'd think that that's got to be like the shtick of half of the actors in New York, right? Like there has to be. I fail. I I I fail to believe that there aren't at every casting call for a mob boss a thousand big fat dudes um, uh, who are brought their own cigars. But they still only pick the other the same five guys,
2: which Bobby makes Cannavale.
0: <laughs> Bobby Cannavale, notable mob boss actor, Bobby Cannavale.
2: <laughs> like, he was in that one movie. He was in that the, HBO
0: show where he played a mob boss who ran into who ran a record studio or whatever the fuck that was about. Uh, a, uh, yeah, is that
1: The Sopranos? No, that was
0: <laughs> vinyl. The joke was vinyl because. Oh. Bobby Cannavale. I don't. I can't remember Bobby Cannavale playing a, a fucking mob boss. Did he play a mob boss?
2: He. There's no fucking way he didn't. Let me do some research real quick. Bobby Cannavale. Jordan,
0: to catch you up. Uh, Ryan has an almost erotic fascination with New York-based actor Bobby Cannavale. Um, he was
2: in The Irishman.
0: That's good enough for me. I'll Poor take
1: Walker that. Uh, that's not really.
0: That was kinda mobby, right? But yeah. it had Steve Buscemi, so can't really be <laughs> And Ray
2: Romano. So Steve Buscemi
0: is the most Italian name for the least
2: Italian person.
0: Marinate on that.
2: He was Tony in SpongeBob SquarePants. Um
0: I don't remember a Tony.
2: It was a twenty nineteen episode. I don't know. Oh
0: yeah. Are they having like famous like weird famous Uh, B-list character actors do spots on Spongebob now? Well, Johnny Depp
2: did one a long time ago.
0: Well, that's Johnny Depp, and children (laughs) might have an ability to pick his voice out because he was Captain Jack Sparrow.
2: And uh, Rango?
1: Rango?
0: Bobby Cannavale was Rango?
1: No, No, that
0: was Johnny Depp. Oh, I see. It it wouldn't make that much sense to me. I mean, you wouldn't put um, I don't know. God, I have no... There is no other actor that occupies my brain space the same way Bobby Cannavale does. (laughs) Wow. Anyway, this movie, uh, despite us talking about it for the first 15 minutes, uh, does not actually have Bobby Cannavale in it. Um, It is a movie that starts as a normal rom-com. Hugh Grant plays, uh, get this, a British man who is somewhat <laughs> awkward and uncomfortable but charming nonetheless um do you guys do you guys want to hear my Hugh Grant impression maybe Please. give me one of your own yeah okay I gotta get into character I tried this I tried this one out uh, when I was talking to my mom right before this podcast rec- uh, recording so I think it's it's pretty it's ready for it's ready for showtime oh it, excuse me no if um, if it wasn't too much bother, uh, I'd like um, uh, to marry you, please. Um, yes. That what do you guys good. think? That did was that pretty,
1: good. pretty good. That Thank was you. pretty good.
0: Ryan, you got Not in your mind. Yeah, absolutely, more than anything in the world.
2: Well, if we're going off, Sparky. The bar is low. <laughs> Here it is. Ouch. Oh dear, R2. I swear, these Tuscan <laughs> so raiders <mad>. are. <laughs> 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 Yeah, oh classic. Yeah. So good.
0: <laughs> now can you do your R2D2 or your C3PO impression?
2: Uh hey, R2, what are you doing? <laughs> Get to the ship. <laughs>
0: that was that was from the Italian recut.
2: Yeah, that was from the director's commentary, actually. They had him voiced George, over. George
0: Lucas George Lucas <laughs> desperately wanted it to be a mob movie, but but the sci-fi lobby was the only one who would greenlight it. Originally in the script, it was, Luke,
2: we're fucking family here. What are we doing here? Get
0: the fuck over here. Come on. Marona. But uh, that was that was left on the cutting room floor, unfortunately for everybody.
2: It's rough, dude.
0: <laughs> so Hugh Grant it, plays in a feet, a foot, a foot, fu- Forget it. Um, forget about it. <laughs> Am I right? Forget about either. <laughs> he he plays. Uh, he's an auctioneer at this fake New York art, uh, auction place, and um, he wants to marry this girl, uh, who's played by Jean Garofalo. Is this a Garofalo? Hold on.
1: No, but she has like a really.
0: Who is? Like it? a name like that. Um, Jean Triplehorn. How did I forget that? Gene Triplehorn, Um, they go to this uh, Chinese restaurant and uh, there's a whole farcical scene how um, he wants to propose with a fortune cookie, cookie, um, but it doesn't go well because the owner of the Chinese restaurant uh, gives him the wrong cookie and a table across the room was like, oh my God, yes, I'll do it. Uh, because she mixed it up. That's the first well, part she also, the she
1: also won't leave. She won't leave them alone.
0: She really pushed it hard. She yeah. really pushed it hard. Um, I think at one point she said, um, eat the fucking cookie.
2: She did. She did. Yeah, yeah. She was great, though. Loved her. That was my Miller highlight, the champagne of bits. Do you, you want to talk, talk more? about our highlight of uh, the movie, and this was mine.
0: Do you want to talk more in depth about it? I'd love to hear what made it click for you.
2: I just like that it was a PG-13 movie, I think. Was it? Please tell me it was. Uh,
0: Definitely
2: not. Yeah, it was. Oh, word. Okay, yeah. So it was a <laughs> PG-13 movie, and they used their one F-bomb on a random Chinese woman saying, Eating the, <laughs> eat the fucking cookie. Um. <laughs> yeah,
0: I thought it was an R movie because of all the blood and guts and stuff, but I guess I guess that does make it pretty good. Pretty good use of it. What was the other... What was the other PG-13 movie that we watched that had a really choice uh, F-bomb?
2: The one about the lake and the alligators, and it was just, uh... oh, no, 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 it was super stunning. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and the grandma the grandma was like, you do this, 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 and that, and if you fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, it was it like, was if, you ch- good, it was
0: if I say womba," you Chumbawumba. And I'm like, what's Chumbawumba? I don't know, but you better fucking figure it out. That's what it that's was. That's right. It was really good. Um one of the only good parts of that very terrible movie. let's talk about this terrible. Let's talk about this terrible movie, huh? this terrible movie because uh,, Gene uh, Triplehorn is not happy. She thinks this sucks uh, and is really upset, has not really clear why until um, we we find out that that Hugh Grant hasn't met any of her family., uh, so when she runs off, he goes and meets the family at their restaurant uh and then um you know is told by Gene Triplehorn after that they're da 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 mobsters. They're a mob family, they're a crime family. Somebody else Yeah.
2: Want? Yeah, p- pick it up, Ryan. Uh <clears throat> So where did you leave off? Sorry, I was unique. oh I was no,
0: Jesus, Ryan, Jordan's come here. on, Jordan hasn't said a Yeah, away. all right, all right, Jordan. Uh, wait, <laughs> okay, no, fuck boom. that, fuck that, fuck that, <laughs> Ryan. You weren't listening. Take a stab at where you thought I was. Go ahead, try
2: it. Um. So he asks her dad for his his approval. Son
0: of a bitch, that was the perfect place. That was right where it was. <laughs> and,
2: <laughs> fuck. And he's like. Mr. Italian mobster guy, and he's like, "Please, please, call me Dad," and he's like, "Okay, sir, I will call you Father." And uh, <clears throat> so he he's like, "All right, yeah, you can marry my daughter," and this leads to uh, him. Fuck, dude! I, what happens after that? Um,
0: she he finds him, or he finds the the Jean Triplehorn, and is like, "No, it's fine. I met your daddy's great," uh, and she said, "No, you can't. You can't." Uh, we can't get married because they're all mobsters and they'll make you a mobster.
2: That's right. And then they make him a mobster, so...
0: Yeah, pretty, 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 pretty much instantly, huh?
1: Yeah, it was almost the next day. Yeah. <laughs> it was the second, meet, the second time that I met they
0: met. They did not wait on it for even a little bit. The way they make him a mobster is they—he was complaining that the art never got to the auction place on time, and, uh, and suddenly it's on time. How did that happen? And the, the disrespectful truck drivers who are telling you, you want to sign or do you want to don't sign, huh? Fuck out of here. Because it's New York. Did I mention that this was set in New York? Did you guys catch that? Did you guys see that it was set in New York? And they're Italian?
1: Um, the only reason I knew it was set in New York is because there's that telephone booth scene where like the Midwest couple are wearing uh, the New York swag. That's the only, it yeah. Clicked, that's the only for me. There, it, it could be. There.
0: It could have been Des Moines. It could have been <sighs> Iowa. It could have been anywhere. Um, is Des Moines in Iowa? I think yes. so. I think it's it the, capital. the capital. Yeah. Um. Nice. So. Uh, he is happy and they make an arrangement where suddenly the favor has been called in and um oh the dad is played by a uh uh Ed Kahn right? George Kahn something, what's his James, name? James 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 Kahn. Kahn, yeah, of elf fame. Uh oh shit, that guy. I knew I recognized there you. you go, God. you put the pieces together um i watched a documentary about the making of elf with my parents um how was that it was good they thought it was really a a fucking incredible documentary they were laughing <laughs> hard the
2: forced perspective
0: yeah the forced perspective and like do you remember the scene where he thought that guy running on the street was santa um yeah That that was just a guy that was there that they just improv that with. And that, that revelation made my dad howl like a fucking Australian singing dog. It was, a, it was an overreaction might be too strong, but boy, did they eat that up anyway? Um, <laughs> apparently Ed Con is very difficult to work with is that was the gist of the, um, was the gist of the documentary, um, but you know, he's James Con.
2: James Con, not Ed Con.
0: That's what I. That's what I said, right?
2: Well, when you've been in the Godfather. Yeah, you know. you're
0: fucking Vito Corleone, right? Isn't that what who he was? Freddie <laughs> Corleone. Who did James Con play? I've never seen the Godfather.
2: He was Sonny uh, Corleone. Yeah, there you go. I should watch. I the only Godfather. saw the first one. Only saw the first first guy. I've also only seen the first one.
0: I would watch the Godfather if I didn't um not want to
2: <laughs> sounds like a pretty simple fix
0: yeah I guess so I guess I could just want to um Jordan you want to pick it up do you want to pick up uh where we're at in the story
1: for sure so <laughs> surprise surprise they're at this auction um after the the deliveries get there on time and boom surprise lot it's the crazy uh <laughs> It's the crazy kids or a man. It's I forgot his name, but it's his piece of shit artwork where it's Jesus <laughs> machine gunning some guy. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, fun fact, that actor is in The Sopranos. That was my first oh, moment of that. Go. Yeah. Um, And then they buy the artwork for 50 Gs. Yeah. And then the FBI shows up. Sotheby's uh-huh, South... Sotheby's Sotheby's burns down mysteriously. Mysteri- FBI, yeah. Yeah, they roll through. Um Hugh Grant understands how money laundering works.
0: He just figures also, it out. He starts yeah, he to piece it together.
1: Cuz to be honest, I also didn't get it in that moment. <laughs> I was like they just lost 100 grand. <laughs> or only 50? I still don't get it.
0: 50, the first the first painting was uh was for fifty thousand. that was jesus gunning down or presumably a snitch or a rat or a mole whatever your parlance is um mm-hmm. yeah and now this all is very violent very mobby very uh intense and um it's being it this is my biggest problem with this movie it is it is probably the most tonally inconsistent movie I have ever watched in my whole life because it gets more intense when uh, what's his face, what the artist, I think. Um, oh no, am I missing something? Hold on.
2: No, you're right. This is essentially what's going on because, uh, like, in between that, what you're about to talk about, and like, like it was just kind of a filler. He was like, "Oh, I gotta go see my wife," and she was like, "I'm coming to your next big show." Or whatever the, f- the auction, right? And then he was like, "I don't want you at my auction because you're too beautiful." And then she was like, "God, okay, I wish I could do fine. a
0: Hugh Grant impression as good as that one."
2: <laughs> and then, and then he was like, "Or and then he goes to the auction, and there was like this old woman that was mm-hmm. trying to purchase art, and she comes and fucks it up because <laughs> she's deaf, <laughs> and <laughs> she can't hear the signal to stop." Bidding on this crime painting.
0: Yeah, so she she uh the bit was that she was a very old woman that whose parents just died and she got this inheritance money and she wanted to buy art since it was a good investment. And uh Hugh Grant was like, If there's something that you should be buying, I'll cough and I'll say ha when uh uh when you should stop bidding. Um and that was sort of that bit. But her uh oh, he coughs accidentally and uh, on this other really shitty painting, um, that's another money laundering thing. And she starts bidding. Her her hearing aid falls out. She can't hear the signal. And um, and suddenly, uh, he does this little he does this little trick move where he's like, "Oh, she's the old woman's still trying to bid. The guy they've got in a cast is also trying to bid." Um, and uh, the the old woman wins but he sort of does like a fast talky oh yes the man over there and it's closed and done um making it so that they their money laundering thing uh could continue and she didn't and they didn't scam this poor old woman out of the money
2: but why was it bad cuz like if they ended up spending 100 grand on the painting doesn't it just go back to them or something like what was the i don't know i think they wanted the old woman's money
0: I think they decided that they wanted the old woman's money and they would do another painting. Um
2: Oh, I see, I see.
0: So, uh so he stole the he is they took it as an offense, like they stole the money. And um you know what we do to people that wrong the fucking family? You wanna tell us, Jordan, who's doing the wrong fucking family?
1: Yeah, Please, you uh, uh ruined their household <laughs> furnishings. <laughs>
0: You want to explain the scene that that happens Or do you just want to let that hang
1: Um okay So the man shows up Busts through the door He's mad grabs this gorgeous lamp Off the table starts beating (laughs) Hugh Grant with it
2: Um And the lamp was gorgeous The lamp was
0: the fucking hottest lamp I've ever seen In my life So hot Yeah,
1: You can't expect anything less from a Art auctioneer um, and then gun pops out. Uh, triple Horn convinces him, you don't need the gun, put the gun down. Yep. Uh, Fun fact, he did need the gun because Triple Horn
0: <laughs> grabs the gun,
1: <laughs> fires a warning shot, it ricochets off these gorgeous fixtures <laughs> on the ceiling, boom, right in the back of the neck,
0: he's dead. Dead immediately. D-O-A. Immediately. And so... Gene Triplehorn kills her uh I guess it's her cousin, because it's the the Uncle Vic, who I think is Vinny. the uh, Uncle, Uncle Vinny, Vinny I who I think is more of the boss than uh than James Conn. Um it's his son, so it's her nephew. And the nephew's dead, and the music that they chose to play, uh while James Khan and Hugh Grant were disposing of this body, um, was, um, you know, um... Like, Laffy Taffy, how fucking funny is this scene? This is such an uncomfortable predicament. This guy's fucking smoked. And it's like dumb comedy horns the whole time, and you don't know whether you're supposed to be taking this seriously, whether uh, uh, you know, this is actually happening or it's all a big gag on the new fiance and um, yeah it sucks the movie sucks Is I guess is the point that I'm making at this point but then they dispose of the body um,
2: and this is where uh, things take a turn because they're disposing the body they're digging a grave and they see their other buddies <laughs> digging a grave just next door
0: Yeah, uh, and they start firing at each other just all popping poppin rounds off. And um, and they they hear each other talking, and one of them goes, Al? And the other one goes, Frankie? And it turns out they're good friends, and they walk over and have a good laugh after trying to murder each other. Um, and this is when Frank, James Conn decides that uh, this other crime family can't know about Hugh Grant. So he says, oh, this is uh, this is old Mickey. This is Big Mickey. And the other guys were like, oh, I thought Big Mickey was dead. Oh, this is Little Mickey. Oh, Little Mickey that works for the Totorinos. Oh, no, is this is from from Kansas City. He's Little Mickey Blue Eyes. Roll credits because that's the name of the movie. Little um, Big
2: Mickey Blue Eyes. Uh, just What was that? Little Big Mickey, blue eyes. Little was Big his. Mickey, blue eyes. That's right.
0: Of course, um, a bit of a mouthful, as they say, um, and uh, and he has to pretend to be a mobster um, to get away with this murder that he committed. That he's he's taking the fall for. He doesn't want Gene Triplehorn to go to jail um, for this murder, so he's like just. Oh, excuse. Oh, if it's not much, too much trouble, um, could we please perhaps um tell them it was um me who fired the um armament at the window fixture? Thank you, please. Um, fucking flawless. So he's got to pretend. He's got to pretend to be a gangster. How does that go? How does Hugh Grant's gangster accent go?
2: Well, it didn't go well because he's like. He ends up speaking what sounds like Spanish. I thought it was Australian. <laughs> he sounds Australian. No way. He's like, get out of here. <laughs> He's
1: like, well, that was, um, that was, that was not, not Spanish.
2: That was that not was even Spanish. Spanish. Okay, <laughs> this yeah. is the rest of the podcast. Let's see how
0: close Ryan can get to the accent that Hugh Grant was trying to get to.
2: Um. Wait, okay. He was like, forget about it, beer. Those are all. Like, forget forget it. about it.
0: That's forget not it. it. That's not it. Keep forget trying. Forget about
2: it. No, that's close. That's close. She goes goes like Bah Bah. It's like
1: Australian. It's like
0: Bah bah." B. It's more like B. So he's at this restaurant with these other consiglieres and they and he has to pretend to be a he's like forget about it. Forget about it. It's almost like Arnold, dude. A little bit Arnold. It's it's impossible to parse. It's very stupid. I wanna remind the audience again, a man is dead. He, a man is buried in the ground and we're doing fucking accent work with, with, with James Caan. Um, no tonal art control. was bad,
2: dude. He, very bad. The guy who died, art was
0: bad. The art was very bad. It was like... He
1: came in trashing the place, you know. Like, that's not cool.
0: <laughs> it's that's really cool. disrespectful. It's not good manners at all. It's not becoming of a mafioso.
2: When one lamp sees another lamp getting beaten up... <laughs> He's got to take him out, you know?
0: <laughs> hey, that's... I grew up in the Lamparini fella, f- family. Fellamini. That's what they're called. Lamp mafias are called Fellarinis.
2: Yeah, so anyways, uh, they end up working with the the FBI to like get him out of this. So they set up a sting operation um, where they fake his death. And uh, with 10 minutes left to spare in the film... I will say <laughs> that I did see him shoot a gun towards our man, Hugh Grant. A lot of FBI chefs coming in. Um, they probably went to the CIA. This that's is the Culinary Institute of.
0: Hey, <laughs> that's a good one, buddy. That's a good joke. Yeah. I'm yeah, proud yeah. of you. I do. So this is the point at which the, the setup is that they're going to fake the marriage. Uh, uh, Hugh Grant is gonna wear a wire, talk to Uncle Vinny. Um, there is a scene where it's like uh, James Conn is like, yeah, they the the family figured out that it was actually Hugh Grant and not the other crime family, um, and put out a hit on Hugh Grant, and the James Conn was gonna carry it out. And there was this moment where where you were like, oh, he's about to kill Hugh Grant, but again, the music was like, dun 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 weird jazz. Just weird garbage, like, this is funny what's happening here. So there's absolutely no suspense. There's absolutely no way that you would ever think Hugh Grant was getting shot. Um, and it turns out he's just testing the squibs uh, because they're going to get Hugh Grant to talk to Uncle Vinny, say something incriminating into the microphone um, because they know that he's about to die, so they'll confess to him. Uh him, FBI floods in um and gets Uncle Vinny and James Conn gets out on a plea deal. And everybody walks up scot-free. And they have Gene uh, Triplehorn with one of the uh one of Uncle Vinny's uh enforcers. And if James Conn doesn't kill Hugh Grant, then Gene Triplehorn dies. Those are the stakes going into the last scene. Um, a last scene that that uh Ryan here did not watch. So I'm we're going to turn it over to Ryan uh and he's going to attempt to uh guess what happens in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Well,
2: you told me just now that James Khan gets off with a uh a warning plea deal.
0: Well, no, that's that's established before the wedding starts. Mm-hmm.
2: So Ah, I see. So then I would imagine our FBI chefs come in. Okay. Um, everyone starts screaming. There's hilarity. They're like, Hey, Papa Boopie, what's going on? Where are these chefs coming in? What? Are... <laughs> uh, oh, So man. we got, we got a bunch of chefs, um, two families, two families colliding. Mm. I would say that, uh, that the, those who need to be <laughs> put away, get put away correctly. And those who need to get shot, get shot. And rich, uh, what's his name? Hugh Grant gets the girl, and they live happily ever after, eating steaks at uh, the Knickerbocker in New York City.
0: Um, that was the most like couched nonsensical Pete Buttigieg answer I have ever
2: heard in my life. Well, that's insulting to Pete Buttigieg, but I'll can let you continue.
0: <laughs> that was so non-committal.
2: <laughs> How could I be committal? I didn't see it. <laughs> I guess that's fair. What actually how would happens... You have, well, how would you
1: end it? How would you end it?
2: Yeah, how, um, how would, would you style? If you were
1: the director, how would you have ended it? Yeah.
2: Uh, Red Wedding style, just a big-ass gunfight between the three parties. You got the FBI chefs. You got the one family holding our girl hostage. And then you got uh, James Khan and his boys on the other side of the aisle. And then it's just like bullets flying everywhere. Well, Obviously, it's... Hugh Grant is just hiding behind a table or something. You've... And then after everyone is dead, uh, he still gets the girl because I think she was just chilling out at her apartment. The, the... Oh, wait, no, she was at the wedding. So she probably takes cover too. And then, yeah.
0: The one thing you've would... missed is it's the same family. James Khan and Uncle Vinny are brothers. And they figured yeah. out James Khan's family is against him now. Because he killed the guy.
2: Okay, well I still think he goes out in a blaze of glory. The rest of them die because of the FBI cops or FBI chefs. FBI chefs probably lose in numbers, but it's the FBI. They got more. <laughs> Holy shit. <And> the- <laughs> that is a dark then-
0: <laughs> that is a dark and probably that is a dark mindset that probably a lot of people at the high ranks of the FBI have as well. Yeah, it's Yikes. problematic. Um well you're wrong. Uh, because what actually happens is, Jordan, do you want to do you want to do the honors and break him break um, him the news?
1: I would love to. Okay. So Ryan, I don't know if you missed this part, but James Con when he fires the gun, he misses on purpose, obviously because he's Saw given that. he's given a real gun by yeah. the uncle. Um, and then as we see uh, Hugh Grant's reaction time, even though he's an honorary winner of a Caesar, his acting <laughs> sucks. So it was lag time. He wakes about six seconds before he fires off the squib. Everyone sees their bullshit. The big guy, don't remember his name, shoots triple horn right in the chest, right in the chest. Uh, Oh, my God. Dead before she hits the ground. Yeah. Uh, FBI chefs. FBI chefs come in by the loads.
2: It was a lamp Uh, the whole time.
1: (laughs) What does
0: that mean?
1: It was the Pixar lamp. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It was the Lampolinis. What does
0: that mean? Explain to me what that means, Ryan.
2: Well, in the previous scene, Triple Horn tries to save Hugh Grant because we had him getting the shit kicked out of him with a lamp. But she shoots misses, It ricochets off of a friend lamp on the ceiling, and that friend lamp takes out the guy beating the shit out of his lamp friend.
0: That was not the scene uh, before. That was 45 minutes before... <laughs> the scene that we're talking about but
2: yeah i'm saying he came back oh it's shot, the lamp dribble. got mm-hmm. it
0: got it yeah um n- sorry no digressed um that's fine he she gets shot they they stand everybody down they do there's a whole gimmick where they tr- they're trying to get him uh uncle vinny on tape and right during the standoff um he yells shooter that's in order and the, CIA, the FBI guy is like, we got him, boys. But she gets shot, and uh, <laughs> they all crowd into uh, into the ambulance. And James Con and Hugh Grant hug it out. And they're like, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, what the hell? Oh, my God. Uh, and then what's this from under the blanket? Jeannie Triplehorn laughing her face off. She was in on it. Uh-oh. She and the uh, the uh, enforcer, the big fat guy that, um, that shot her, uh, 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 she had convinced him to quit the family and turn state's witness, um, and they had this backup plan in case he needed to shoot her, and uh, and it all got wrapped up in a nice tidy bow.
2: So everyone's just just got squibs laying around. Like, is that the consensus here? Oh,
0: just lousy with squibs. Well, I'm pretty sure they probably went to the FBI.
2: Oh, okay, right, okay
0: that Maybe, maybe they didn't, I don't know, I'm not a cop
1: No, they must have because remember the FBI shoots the big fat guy
0: That's so right He's got squibs he's That's got right, squibs. he's got squibs too, yeah Um, And then there's a weird scene where like she runs away Because uh, when they were in the, f- the restaurant This woman sat on his lap And he had to kiss her to divert somebody's attention And What's Her Face took a picture of. It's not important um because they they wind up happily ever after and that's the moments end of the movie. Later. Moments later moments later they reconcile. But wow. uh you know. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sleepy. Okay, Ryan, go ahead and take us out with an ad break.
2: <clears throat> All right, today's episode was brought to you by Sid Squibbs. <laughs> <laughs> Get all your squib needs down at Sid Squibs on 3rd and 6th. Uh, <laughs> 3rd and 6th. Yeah. That's not a real You need a squib place. for a wedding? You need a squib for a bar mitzvah? We do birthday parties too. Come on down to Sid Squibs.
0: Is it 3rd Street shooting and 6th you, your 13 Avenue?
2: 13-year-old to your 30-year-old grandma. 130-year-old grandma. I don't, you guys got anything about squibs? Um are we
0: saying that this is west 3rd or 6th Avenue and 3rd Street or 3rd 3rd Avenue and west or and uh and 6th Street
2: Uh what's the general street convention in New York what usually they like on 34th and 5th you know so 3rd and 6th would be 3rd Street and 6th Ave I think
0: well, there's a Sixth Ave and Third Street, and it's um, it's by I don't know Winston Churchill Square. It's in Lower sure Manhattan.
2: Yeah. Well, obviously, it's in Lower Manhattan. It's on Third Street.
0: Yeah, a uh, Sid Squibs are, are are my favorites. When I'm in Lower Manhattan, I always make sure my first stop is Sid Squibs um, because they they have affordable high quality skib squibs that really make it look like you got shot um and uh and bada bing bada boom as they say as they say uh at sid squibs sometimes you gaba the ghoul sometimes the ghoul gabbas you so be prepared with sid squibs
2: and their don't ask don't tell policy is unbreakable
0: yeah they don't want to Amazing. know why you have squibs. They also don't want to know if you're gay. So keep that shit locked up. If you walk into Sid Squibs,
2: Jordan, you ever buy a squib from Sid Squibs? You know I haven't. I
1: used to go to Sam Squibs, and
2: uh oh, just, it's
1: just shitty. Yeah, it's shitty. And that's why I think from now on I will be going to Sid Squibs because yep. Sam lets me down 100% of the
0: time. Sam also <laughs> Sam also stormed the Capitol on Wednesday, so.
2: Oh no! Okay, yeah. And he definitely tried to use a squib, but clearly there was not. It was not. He tried
0: to do so. it in self-protection to like amp-, amp up the mob and make him feel like a martyr, but but it was blue blood, so they they knew it was fake. It was like a dye pack from a bank, um, which is not not what you want, really. Um, but uh, you know, Sid squibs—they're high quality and they're not Nazis. Hey, boys who's the boss this is the segment where we talk about who's the boss who's the boss of the movie Jordan I want you to go first who's the boss
1: I think it's
0: triple horn hmm explain elaborate please
1: um in any alternate like situation she always comes out on top right yeah let's say yeah. like Hugh Grant was gonna take the fall so she would never have to go to jail right. Um, Ooh, if you grab yeah. a shot, okay, sure. You know she's still off scot-free. Like I don't see a situation in which case she loses, right. unless of course you know the fat guy like really shot her. But we all yeah, it wasn't. but
0: she, but she 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 saw that risk and she mitigated it and yeah. she operated around it. That's a pretty strong case. That's a pretty strong case. Thank um, you. I I'm gonna say the guy that got shot, the painter. 'Cause I'm gonna be honest, you know, um, I think those paintings, they're big, they're camp, they're gaudy. I think that uh, you know, give it five years, give it ten years, wait for the postmodernists to really take a hold of the art scene in New York, and those are gonna go twice, three times what their money laundering portrait or money laundering prices were. That's what I think. And what's more what's more of a boss move than to make generation defining art and then die because a bullet ricocheted off of a light <laughs> fixture
2: <laughs> what do you what do you, that was an assassination by the lampolini you <laughs> know that
0: open your fucking eyes <laughs> but don't because then you'd see the light from the fucking lampolini's you can't do shit around here no more
2: ryan who's the boss Mm, I'm going to give this one to you. I agree. You know, it's triple horn oh, all the way. Oh, damn it. God it's damn it. It's the right yeah, answer for this yeah. one. It's the right answer, Sparky.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to you lie. Me. You're right about that. Um, man. Well, uh I guess that means that um I guess that means the only thing or not the only thing. I think that just means it's time for uh for Ryan to give us a wrap since we we yeah, got to the I'm bottom going of this. Up here.
2: Do you want a rap? Do you want a rap now? Sorry, yeah, okay. I am I was bringing up my my raps. Welcome back to Ryan's Retail. Oh Today my we're God. not doing a rap. We're doing a bit. Jesus yeah, Christ. What right. do you what freestyle are we selling? This?
0: No, this no, is not this a rap freestyle. anymore. Sometimes he decides well, sometimes... not to do a rap.
2: Yeah, I get bored. It's like hard to write a rap all the time. <laughs> Once a week. Hey. <laughs> I mean I that's mean I don't, I don't I don't write raps. You, you know, I write zero raps a week, so well, what are we selling for Ryan's Retail? Everything to e, from E to R. Targeting the niche market between Amazon, the Emergency Room, Fabergé Eggs, and Red Robin.
0: I'm already yeah, lost. You two
2: fine gents clearly look like <laughs> you're in the market for some, for some stuff in between this range. Can you um, explain
0: what the range is to me again? Did you say between E and R?
2: Yeah, any items <laughs> starting with E... All the way to R. It's like instead of Amazon from A to Z, we're 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 cutting out the middleman here. So we are w- the middleman.
1: If you said E to R, why was the first one Faberge egg?
2: That's after E F, you know, and that was the second one because I said emergency room. Uh, proceed, continue. <laughs> <laughs> <That> is- so, <laughs> um, uh you see, you made me lose my place. Hang on.
0: Start over then. That's fine. We got nothing but time. <laughs> he's he's just staring at you're me.
2: Really, you're really scrolling. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh Sorry. my god, how um, much is there? So, no, not I was. If I must say, I was googling something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what letter does Fabergé start with? Or just pictures of the alphabet? <laughs> no. My first and only item for sale today is my GMC truck from 1986 with 25,000 miles on it, and I think you guys would like to give me a bid. Starting bid at $10,000, Sparky. I know you just got a car, but this one's better. What the so fuck a... are
0: you talking about? What is this bid? What are we supposed to be I doing? I
2: panicked because I didn't have enough time to write the rap after I watched. Didn't finish watching. I'll bid
0: ten. Today. I'll bid ten thousand. I guess. I'll bid ten thousand. Okay, Jordan.
2: What do we what do we got? What do we got on you? I don't want it. I don't need a truck. No, you got uh, like a bid though, year, buddy. You got a bid though, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thirteen. How many miles? Twenty-five thousand.
1: Okay.
2: And it's from nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. Someone just like left it in the garage or something. Apparently. Is there any okay, visible rust? Thin. Uh, I it's as is. You gotta look <laughs> at it. I wasn't
0: asking if the rust was included, you fucking dweeb. (laughs) I was asking if there was rust on it.
1: I don't know. Open it up yourself. It's as is. It's as is. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, since it's a made up fucking pretend truck, there's no rust on it. So Uh, there
2: might be a little rust. Why wouldn't you say that at the beginning then?
0: 25,000
2: miles from the Midwest. That's not a lot of miles. Yeah, but it's it's not zero. So for the age, though, it that's seemed, pretty impressive. I don't even know if GMC existed in 1987.
1: I'm gonna say yes.
0: I I'm gonna bid the last four cents of my patience.
2: <laughs> All right, Sparky gets the truck. Yeah. Here we go, All right. There. So this is just a movie it's podcast. Usually way usually way better. This than is that, usually
0: but. this is a a movie podcast where occasionally we pretend to auction off a fake car. (laughs) So, things are going pretty fucking stellar, if you ask me.
2: It it just sounds like you don't have your whole heart in this. But you just got a car. I did.
0: It's going to get here tomorrow. I'm really excited about it.
2: I just sent you a Venmo request. Why did you send me a Venmo request for ten thousand dollars? Why would you send me a Venmo?
1: I think it was I think it was eleven thousand in the last four cents of his patience.
2: Ah, so no, uh, the
0: last four cents of my patience was my entire
2: bid. So, and you clearly got them. So, um, well, I expect four cents from you.
0: No, it's of my patience. It's of my patience.
2: Pay cents.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'll give it to you then. That was a good one. I liked it. I'll pay you four cents. Um, That's bringing us to Milker Merlot, the segment where we talk about whether we thought this movie aged like a fine wine or uh, went stale like a big old chunky glass of milk. Um, Okay, you did send me a paycheck, a pay request for four cents. I'll go ahead and fulfill that if you go first with Milker Merlot.
2: I say this is this. It's just expired milk. Mm. Like it wasn't so bad that it's like whole, like you you just pour it down the sink, but it's like smells a little iffy. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. You know, like maybe I can put this in cereal and hope that the sugar and other stuff in the in my fruity pebbles masks it. Right. But like definitely this is the last bowl of cereal I'm gonna <laughs> eat with this milk.
0: I I said yes to that because I wasn't entirely listening. Uh what you just said was bonkers. Why would you <laughs> why would you put spoiled milk on your fruit loops?
2: Fruity pebbles, and it's not spoiled, it's just like just past the sell by date and you're like, this could be bad, but like it's not that bad. I would never take that risk with milk.
0: Uh, 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 scary. Um what do you think, Jordan? Milk or Merlot?
1: I'm going to go with, like, the opposite. I'm going to say it's, like, a Merlot, but it's just a really, sh- like, I had some really shitty wine this summer. Yeah, sure, and, sure. And, like, I don't think, you know, I don't think, like, a thousand years wouldn't have made that any better. Right,
0: right. Uh, but it's not terrible. It's not it so wasn't stinky, stinky terrible. and gross. Yeah. It was I a have...
1: fresh take. It was a fresh take. Like, I've never seen a rom-com. Maybe that... <laughs> Maybe there's a good reason why. Maybe, I there's, seen a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's, there's a good reason. Yeah. Maybe there's never been I've another one. one. <laughs>
0: um, also, I feel like isn't this just basically my big fat Greek wedding, but with more damaging stereotypes? That's my hot take. Bam, take that right into your fucking mouths. <laughs> um, no, this is milk. It sucked. I hated it. I did not enjoy watching it. I had a cricket game on in another window on my other screen. Uh, and even that didn't distract me from how tonally inconsistent this garbage was. Um, I'm sorry to disagree <laughs> with you so heavily, but, um, you know, that's I said what I said, you know. I said what I that's said. Um, that brings us now uh, only that finishes up our talk of the, uh, of the movie Mickey Blue Eyes. Um, all we have to do to seal the uh, seal the envelope, the wax that seals our envelope. Is the legs so so Ryan?
2: If you would just go ahead and do the honors. All right. So opening weekend, this movie made ten million dollars. That's too much. That it is too It did open much. worldwide with only sixty-two point nine percent of it being the domestic share. That's
0: that's, of a, their box that's office. that's a big amount. I guess Hugh Grant plays, and I maybe the Sicilians went to see the rest of it.
2: Yeah, I guess. Um, the production budget was 40 million, which is crazy. Um, and then adjusted for inflation, this movie made 61 million, but the legs are the most important thing. That's what we all came here for. That's why you just sat through an hour of this podcast. Mm. 3.33 legs.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Jordan, you don't know what that means, neither do we, but that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good, uh, legs score. Um, the uh uh um that is gonna do it for Mickey Blue Eyes. Um uh a movie that was not good. Um but you can join us <laughs> next week for uh our next movie from nineteen ninety nine, which is Drum Roll Please, The Best Man, the nineteen ninety nine classic, Malcolm D. Lee. It's okay, hold on. Hold on. Just before best friend's wedding, the life of Chicago writer becomes crazy when the friend guesses that new that new book's story based on his bride's fervent past. Um, it's got Tay Diggs in it. This is the second movie that we've seen about somebody about to be married that stars Tay Diggs. <laughs>
2: It looks like it also has um, Terrence Howard in it.
0: Yeah, it sure does.
2: Was Terrence Howard in, what was the other one, The Wood? No, he wasn't. Tay Diggs absolutely was, though, right? Terrence Howard got recast by Don Cheadle. Oh, that's right. To
0: play Rhodey, yeah.
2: Um, (laughs) Because he doesn't believe one plus one equals two. Oh, what? (laughs) That's... We can talk about that next week. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. That sounds good. I'm excited for it. Um, all right. Well, I guess I guess we'll do a lot of the same jokes we did about the wood, I guess. Uh, I guess that's easier. But you'll really have to find out next week um, on uh, the next episode. Um, how the fuck do we end the show again?
2: You are just say... the Guido fucking... Oh, that's right.
0: I, I've been your A. have been your I've been your, your Italian-Americans harmful stereotypes Sparky Shelton Do I do
1: mine now?
2: Yeah, you do yours Yeah, story. and I'm Joey Small here
1: Yeah
2: oh, And man. as always I'm Ryan And now Thanks for having me, boys Oh, oh you're welcome, buddy And now I can
0: dig it again No, it's fine This is good It'll be playing here And now Classical gas we